The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 198 of your favorite podcast, The Great Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Haley, and today I'm going to talk to you about novel stimulus and why this is so important to constantly create an environment of novel stimulus everywhere in your life, uh, not just with like your training or your diet, every single thing. I think the way I break it down is going to be really insightful and helpful for you guys. As always, I hope you guys love it and enjoy it. As always, Great Eye Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support you. Boy, if you love us, Please share us with a friend. Scroll down, leave us a five-star rating and review. It's good to chat with you guys. I'll see you inside. You guys, you guys, you guys, it is absolutely fantastic to be back. Uh, Nationals is done. Uh, the competition season is over. What a freaking season. Uh, some amazing national champions crowned this past weekend. Um, the best national show that I've, honestly, that I've ever seen. Um, and that's not just coming from me. It's coming from a lot of people, a lot of um, coaches who I was discussing with over the weekend or uh, people who were just there watching the show who uh, are kind of bodybuilding historians, if you will. Unbelievable competition. Um, and it, it's, it's awesome to me uh, to be at shows <clears throat> and be able to chat with you guys, interact with you guys, hear how the, you know, the podcast was able to help you and stuff like that. It just it drives me uh, so far for this for you guys. Um, Brittany Gillespie, uh, who won the uh, national championship in bikini, um, she I told her congratulations um, after the show, and she even mentioned that uh, the podcast had uh, you know had a, a subtle influence on her, which obviously was very special. And I really appreciate it. So congratulations to you, Brittany, on the uh, overall championship. I can't lie, I was rooting against you. Really wanted Noah to get that. <laughs> uh, but huge shout out to Noah as well for a winning class F. Taking home that pro card. It's the first pro card I've actually ever earned at Nationals, um, which I didn't realize until uh, I think earlier today, actually, when I was thinking about it. I was at the park playing fetch, and I was like, oh, shit, that's my first Nationals pro card. Um, huge congrats to Danielle, who finished an amazing season, got third, missed it by a spot. Uh, to be honest, um, I, 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 I didn't love the way I brought her in. Um, I feel like if uh, if I would have had her completely dialed, we would have been one. I, I think we would have been um, in that pro card spot, um, whether it be one or two. Obviously, the class was freaking amazing, and the overall champion Brittany came out of class D, and she was freaking fantastic. Uh, but I, I can't lie. Um, and sign of humility. Um, when Danielle and I were reviewing things, or when I was kind of reviewing how things went, I was like, man, something was just off her physique that day. I think we have it identified now. Uh, I know that we have it identified now, and I'm really excited for JUSA, but for her, it doesn't really slow the timeline at all. It doesn't really change anything. It's going to be an off-season um, anyways, so I'm really excited for that one. Uh, TJ, TJ, coached by Brandon Cooper, brought home third place, classic physique, class D. 
big time there, man. That was big time. I was really freaking proud of him uh, for that. Very, very, very proud of him for that. Uh, Brandon had him absolutely dialed in. Um, it was remarkable work on both of their ends. Um, and uh, just, I mean, third place in nationals. What a freaking season. Uh, what a freaking season. That's a massive accomplishment, a massive feat. The bodybuilding was remarkable. Everything there was remarkable. And, you know, I, I said in my Facebook, in my TM Facebook group, I said to a lot of my clients, you know, if, if this shit doesn't get you fired up and this sport's not for you, like this shit should really drive you. It should motivate you. And it's not for the accolades. It's not for the people who won. It's because of the story that it took to, it's for them to get in that winner's circle. Um, you know, Noah has a great story. Um, Noah, this... 2020 at nationals before we worked together she got 10th here and um to be honest if it was as competitive as it was this year she would have got lower than 10th uh she 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 was not at her best she was not where she needed to be uh from a physique standpoint from a posing standpoint when we started together in march um i remember you know, we, we talked about posing. I talked about it with Megan before I started with Noah. Um, because actually, I, I can't lie, I Noah had followed the podcast and followed my work on Instagram for quite some time, uh, was a supporter. And honestly, when I saw her fill an application, um, <laughs> I told Noah this story uh, after she won. I wasn't going to take her on um, because... When you follow things closely, when you follow TM, when you follow the results we're doing, the mentality, when you when you see everything going on here and you haven't pulled the trigger, I believe it's because you're just simply not ready for that. And it's okay to not be ready for it. Um, you know, you, you definitely want to wait till you get ready to be able to match that standard. Um, there's definitely a lot of people who are not able to uphold that and start too soon and, you know, things go sour. Um, but Noah was there for so long. Um, like she was relevant, uh, for so long that I was like, I, man, if she hasn't been ready by now, I'm not real sure what's changed. You know, I talked to Megan and Megan's like, take her on, you know, trust me that take her on. Like I pose with her, like she needs a lot of help. Like you, you, you can get her there. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna take a chance. And my God, I'm glad I did. Cause she's one of the most special, Humans I've interacted with is someone who everyone just roots for. It's impossible to dislike Noah. It's impossible to say a bad thing about her. And I love how good of a human she is. And, and it makes me extremely proud that she's a new representative for Team Mahaley within the IFBB. Um, it's, it's, it's really fucking cool. I'm really, really fucking proud of her. Uh, she, she's an absolute superstar. And she's going to be a superstar at the next level as well. Um, I'm ready to attack this all season with her. I'm really excited. Um, you know, she, she had a long prep this year, uh, very long prep. And at times it was very hard. It was very demanding. Uh, she came down here, won battle of Texas overall championship, went to North Americans, got third. Um, we were told to be a little bit leaner. We dropped five pounds and came back for nationals and, um, you know, had a pretty convincing and, 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 uh, dominated win within the class, uh, because of the work she did. Uh, the, the work to everything. She poses every single day. Her posing wasn't good. Now it's pro level. Uh, she, if I tell her to jump, she jumps. If I tell her to rest, she rests. She does everything needed. But I have a story about Noah. It's a good, it's a good, good, good story. Um, and it's something that a lot of people can take home because nothing's perfect and nothing is on the outside. Uh, and nothing is as it seems on the outside as it truly is on the inside. And about two weeks out, I was in Dallas um, at a show getting my athletes ready at the uh, for the, uh, show was that? Goodness, it was just two weeks ago, and I forget the name of the show. Uh, it was a Battle Up production show in Dallas, um, 
Noah messaged me and said, I slipped up on a diet. I was like, oh, fuck. Right? She made it sound like it wasn't very good. We never had this issue. Right? We've been together in nine months, nine perfect months. Never had this issue. You know, Noah was not in a great place mentally. Um, there were some times I, I chatted her down a bit. Megan chatted her down a bit. I think she reached out to her teammates and they helped her out a bit. Noah started having some self-doubt come over. It's almost like it was too easy. And me and her have joked about throughout the prep, it's, it's too easy. This is too easy. And it was like, oh my gosh, like give me a challenge. Like, haha, LOL, right? It was too easy. Um, and she doubted herself. Uh, we had to slip up on the diet. Checked in the next day. I think we were up like four or five pounds, right? We got to work. I brought things back to baseline for a little bit. Didn't work. We pushed. No carb, two hours cardio. You want to be a pro? This is where we earn it. Right now, we see what we're made of. You know, we're two weeks out, and I'm planning on having her perfect on game day. And then we have this bump in the road, and it's like, oh, shit. Now we're really far behind schedule. We had to make it up. We had to push. She pushed unbelievably hard unbelievably hard um but at the end of the day she sent her update monday we were four days out of prejudging and that's kind of the point where i looked at the pictures and i knew uh she wasn't perfect yet but i knew that um it was going to be a very special week I, I knew she couldn't be beat uh because i went back on the pictures you know from uh all the pro qualifying shows from earlier in the year class f winners and noah's was this is Noah was just better than all of them. That's not putting any of them down. They're, they're, they're all spectacular champions. But in the side-by-sides, no, like, I thought Noah was better than all of them. And that was the Class F champions for the entire year, right? So I figured on Monday that, um, you know, this is going to be a, a pretty good weekend. Um, she did everything that I asked at that point and allowed, um, you know, her body to respond perfectly because uh, all she did was just sit back, execute, watch it unfold, check in, send picks, set her timer, eat, check in, whatever, take feedback, go. Um, and then, you know, we came out. Uh, she's first call outs, obviously, moved right to split center, never moved. Everyone else was compared to her. We knew that night she was going to win the class, uh, really wanted the overall. Of course, you always freaking want the overall, right? But an unbelievable overall, one of the better bikini overalls I've ever seen. Um, and, and it's something that I'm really, really, really proud of, like remarkably proud of for Noah. Um, she's just a fantastic person. Like I said, fantastic and better. She really lives for this shit. But not every prep is, is you know, going to be sunshine and rainbows. People slip up, including professionals, and one slip up in nine months. So take that home. One slip up, nine months' time. I, you've, you guys have heard me talk about if you truly give bodybuilding six months, your six best months you can possibly do, you don't miss a single thing. You miss nothing. That's not just diet, training, supplements, injections. You miss nothing. You set your sleep schedule to perform. You do everything at the same time, every single day. You eat the same foods every single day. You don't allow stress. You have time away from stimulation where you're just kind of by yourself within your thoughts to keep yourself compartmentalized and organized. Um, you hydrate. You hit the water. Uh, the health supplements. The blood work. The, every single thing for six months is absolutely nailed. Every single tiny little point zero one percent, and it's amazing what you know that can change. And um, you know, over the weekend, uh, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine. And he said, you know what? You're a really, really good coach, Justin. And I was like, dude, 
I I appreciate that, and and that's a very 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 obviously kind remark. But the reality is, a coach is only as good as his athlete's execution. And look at anyone at the top um, in any sport. Our athletes just give us a ton, and your job is really easy when your athletes are giving you so much. You know, um, everything everything you ask. You want the training to be better, the training gets better. You have a training critique, the critique is implemented and fixed. You change the diet, diets hit right away. Um, you implement recovery days because you think they're a little overstressed, they, they pull back and they recover. Um, you want them to start meditating, they meditate. Like they, like every single little thing that you deploy within your athletes, like they do. And at, the, the, the reality is it's not the X's and O's. It's truly, it's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. It's what are they doing on the ground? What are they doing within their body of work every single day? And, um, you know, I, 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 I truly and firmly believe that my part as a coach is to just truly let them know that I love them, I care about them, and I have their best interests and I have their back, whatever they need. And when people have that confidence like, if you've ever been an athlete and you have that confidence from a coach, like, I, I never had that from a coach. And when I was kind of assessing myself earlier in the year, I was like, man, you know, what, what, I'm missing something. Like, what did I never have from my coach? I took my high school basketball coach, my middle school basketball coaches, my traveling basketball coaches. I took my track coaches, all that I had. And, and the best performance I ever had anywhere was in high school track. And that was one coach that truly believed in me and allowed me to express myself as an athlete. Everyone else wanted me to conform in a box. And in this box, you know, we were good and we won games, but we weren't special. But I believe every single person has some greatness inside of them. And I believe the way to get that greatness out is show them that greatness. Then you instill the confidence in them that that greatness is theirs. And it is true. It's not too good to be true. And they own it and they deserve it. And now they have to do the work to unleash it. And it's not just bodybuilding. It's as you work up the ranks in bodybuilding and whatnot, it seems to be a pretty positive correlation to other parts of your life start coming together as well. There's a reason for that because the inner greatness has to do with discipline. It has to do with desire. It has to do with, with passion and allowing you to express yourself within your passion. It has to do with a strong moral compass, a moral ground to stand on. It has to do with wanting to make yourself proud with understanding who you are, how you operate, how you tick, what makes you tick a certain way, things that make you tick the wrong way. It has to do with eliminating those things. It has to do with an entire introspective approach to what's going on within you, the vessel that is carrying um, you know, this, this trajectory of you know, bodybuilding or um, your professional career, you know, what a, a relationship or whatever it is, right? When we find that inner greatness inside and then we have the belief that we can pull that out and we can turn this into something tangible, I believe that the rest of our body of work gets much, much, much easier. All of a sudden, it doesn't feel like you're climbing the mountain alone. It feels like you're climbing the mountain with a pal. And I, I kind of want all my athletes to, you know, just simply feel that way. Like, it's love. Like, it's it's love. Like, when I hug my athletes and cry after they turn pro or, you know, whatever. It, like, that's love. There's a reason for that. And it's not... It's not some special characteristic I have as a coach. It's just people believing in people, and I believe that you know people deserve that. They deserve that compassion, that love, and that empathy. And I believe with Noah, that's what made the difference. She knows I would. There's no end to the world I wouldn't go uh, for her. 
for her best interests and, you know, to make her the best. And I think all my athletes who, you know, have competed with me can say that and, and, and know that. Um, and at the end of the day, I think that's, that's kind of what I'm most proud of developing this year is that next level connection within their work, their passions and helping them find their inner greatness. Now, that being said, I want to talk about novel stimulus today. It's just something that was on my mind on the plane back yesterday. So I took down some few quick notes on the podcast um, because, you know, I talk about adaptation of stimulus and whatnot all the time. This Obviously, the, the body's physiology works best when it's in a comfortable state and, you know, bodybuilding and performance-driven uh, ambitions like bodybuilding or sports um, are going to force you to be uncomfortable more so than comfortable. Same thing with our mind. If you want to become smarter, then read more books, read challenging books, expand your vocabulary, expand uh, your problem-solving capabilities, you know, things like that. If you want to be good at throwing the ball with your left hand, practice throwing the ball with your left hand it's a massive novel stimulus right um it's like look at look at survivor right um if you're thrown out in the wilderness and um you know you have a month to survive and you know nothing right now within a month if you make it to the end you're probably going to know a shit ton about surviving in the wilderness right it's novel stimulus it's extremely novel so the learning bridge is is, is pretty monumental and it's um it's something that as humans, you know, we adapt very quickly. Our, our, our brains, our bodies are very malleable. Our thinking patterns are very malleable. And we can always manipulate and change those things. Okay, so if you don't like the way you think, if you don't like the way you feel, change it. You have to put effort into changing it. Don't just sit there, dwell on it. Oh my God, like this fucking sucks. Like I wish I wasn't so fucking anxious. Do something about it. All right, and that's yeah, a whole other story to go down. But novel stimulus. The body wants to find comfort, so you have to consistently break the pattern. If you want to lose body fat, we commonly drop calories. We will commonly at some point add output. If output gets extremely high, calories are low, you add in a fat burner, it's another novel stimulus. You're using the fat burner, things plateau a little bit again, you bump the fat burner, it's a novel stimulus. Your body constantly responds to these things, right? Your body's extremely stressed, we take a few days off rest, we allow it to recover, your body commonly looks better, the minimum stimulating threshold point pulls down, we're back into training, and all that stuff and we get a novel stimulus effect from that right it's not extremely complex it's more so just knowing when to push and pull the levers is what novel stimulus is so break break the pattern one thing i'm focusing on very 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 heavily within my own training my training with my athletes is the rep quality so i don't care how many reps you get in a set or like the load that you move. I care about how the load is being moved, aka like where, where's the contraction pattern, what's the movement pattern, is it is your body set up in a place for you to bias the, the, the target muscle groups that we want to work within the exercise listed, um, and then are we biasing those with great controlled load? Because the only way you have good rep quality is if we have great contractions, you only have great contractions if we're in extreme control of the load, and the only way we're in extreme control of load is if our body's properly set up. These are all things that are just very simple commonplace i ask my athletes commonly stay stay tuned in with like while you're training don't just think about like lifting the load like put your mind in that muscle focus on that muscle and now work that muscle as diligently as you possibly can be careful with it 
you know, we start going too fast or we start shooting, uh, overshooting a movement pattern to help our body, um, you know, move the load a little bit easier or achieve the goal a little bit easier, then we're not working with you know the intent that I want us to be. Like, pay attention, keep your mind locked in. Is that muscle being taxed? And and don't count reps. Uh, you know, counting reps is fine, well, good. As long as we're able to tap out from the that number and have, I don't want you to have any relationship with that number. I want you to have complete relationship with, is this muscle that I'm currently targeting able to handle any more work? Now, I don't care what number that is. I don't care if it's six reps and you wanted 15. I don't care if it's 20 reps and you wanted 12. Wherever that is where we cannot, we can no longer work that muscle with proper rep quality, that's where we want to be, Okay. I'm focused on this super heavily with my athletes because how we do one little thing is how we do everything. In bodybuilding, it is bodybuilding. I mean, training is the most important component of, of everything we're doing, all right? When a new athlete starts with me, I don't change protocols until I see training. When I see training and I get a feel for your training over the first month, six weeks, eight, whatever it is, we're not going to change a goddamn thing. I want to see you train harder every single week. Now, unless something needs change, like if you have an issue with like the diet or something, obviously that's a little different, right? But I want to see how you train. What's the maximal amount of effort that you can give? And in your training videos, you know, they're not going to lie. And if someone trains harder in their training videos than they train when the video is not on, their form is going to break in those harder parts, if you will, where they're overreaching just to try to like impress coach or whatever. And I'm going to know, okay? So, it's really easy to kind of toggle this and see exactly where someone's training is at because variables are are completely consumed in that. If you don't know how someone's training, how do you know they need more carbohydrates in their diet? If you don't know how someone's training, what if they're training shit and you're upping the dosage? Well, that's not very smart. If someone's in contest prep eight weeks out, everything's plateauing, you just bump more cardio, but their training is absolute fucking shit. Like, are, we're probably missing... We're missing the forest for this little tiny tree and a, a tree that is on its last limb that doesn't even need move or, you know, that, that, that can't do anything. And we have this training stimulus just being left on the table that can promote the physique progression within, you know, whatever goal we have, right? So everything's based off training. I believe that's the most important part of any, um, of, of any protocol is the training first and foremost, right? That being said, when you go into compounds, PEDs, things, so like there's a novel stimulus there as well. If, you know, you're a guy who's run tests and you titrate up with tests and, you know, you get to a dose of like a big dose, like 1,200, 1,500, something like that, say. And, you know, you bump from 1,500, 1,700 because you plateau a little bit, but we don't see much more there at 1,700 than what we were seeing back at like 1,000 or 1,200 or something. Well, what should we do? We should have it add a novel stimulus. So let's pull that test down. Let's add in another compound. You know, if you're someone who doesn't aromatize at a high clip, adding a 19 nor could be good. If you aromatize at a high clip, adding a DHT could be good. If 19 nor just don't make you feel good, you could add in DHT. If DHTs don't make you feel good, you got add in 19 nor, whatever it might be, right? If you've never used insulin and you're running a cycle and your cycle starts getting up there and, you know, you stop seeing this, the progress, add in some insulin, it's going to help. It's a great growth analog. It's fantastic for your pancreas to get a break from moving um, insulin from, from pushing insulin out all the time. So we're now taking that in exogenously. Um, 
that's going to be very beneficial. If you've used insulin, you've used anabolics, the XYZ, your dosage is high. Let's add in some growth hormone. You see what I'm saying? Like, where's the novel stimulus we can come from? If you are injecting all this fucking shit and it stops working, let's pull it down. Maybe add in an oral. I'm not a massive fan of orals, but I personally, I do love Anavar. I do love some turnable. Let's add it in. Like, let's see what's going on there, right? So we want to see what can we do to create the most stimulus for the least amount of bang for our buck, which is why I personally believe in extremely high effort and low volume training, because then we can always add in more volume. But that's beside the point. It's another conversation. What can we do to create them a novel stimulus within the body? It's another reason why I have historically enjoyed using DMP in fat loss phases or even in just resensitizing phases. Because when you understand DMP and how to use it, it's like, oh shit, this is really fucking easy, very fucking effective for very minimal cost. Not cost in terms of dollars, it is cheap in terms of dollars, like cost in terms of like what it takes away from you or like the risks associated with it, right? Like it's, it's, all, it's all a risk reward, right? But that's why I've, I love metformin. It's another, it's something else that can help create a novel stimulus. We have better um, uh, functioning within the gut. We're more insulin sensitive. We have better brain cognition. X, Y, Z, right? Caffeine is extremely high prolonged. What happens when you pull down caffeine? You probably have less brain fog. You probably feel better, digest better. See what I'm saying? All this stuff, novel stimulus, but a massive one is working within your circadian rhythm. I believe this is very, very, very important one. Your circadian rhythm is getting a cycle, whatever you want to call it. It's a natural internal process that regulates the sleep, uh, the sleep-wake cycle and repeats like roughly every 24 hours, right? So like throughout the thousands and thousands and thousands of years or millions of years, humans have been developing, whatever it is, I think it's like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. We have developed this, you know, 24-hour day based on that's, you know, the, the time the sunlight is, you know, hitting the earth. That, that's the earth's rotation around the fucking sun is over 24 hours, right? So we've developed to, well, you know, when it's dark out at night, we, we commonly uh, go to sleep. Um, we're like, for thousands and thousands of years, we lived in fucking caves. So when it was dark outside, we went into a cool, dark cave. And, you know, we had people on watch out protecting and stuff like that. But everyone inside slept. And, you know, um, and, and you know they were protected from elements, the natural elements. Inside a cave, there's not a lot that can fucking happen, right? Um, and that was their habitat, right? So that's why when it gets dark outside, you get tired. When the sun comes up, that's commonly when the cave would light up, people would wake, you go outside, you start your task for the day, whatever the fuck it takes for survival, right? The only thing your body cares about is survival. Your body is set up for survival, and it's set up to reproduce. We have to constantly keep this in mind. We're talking about manipulation of um, human adaptation and physiology and things of the like, okay? So how do we respect our circadian rhythm the best? We have set sleep-wake times. Like, if you're someone who goes to bed at midnight, and then you just wake up whenever during the day. I hate to break it to you, but that is not conducive whatsoever. If you're a competitor who does this, that's not how professionals act. That's not how high-level professionals act at all. Everything is rigid. How rigid can we make that schedule? I should, I should talk about that on a podcast. How rigid can we make that schedule? So your sleeping patterns. Hey, you know, when it gets dark outside, maybe we stop working, right? For someone who's 
hyper focused on work all the time like myself. I need to take this note. I'm actually I'm gonna employ some boundaries heading into 2022 uh, to kind of look out for my mental health and my eyesight. My eyesight's going to shit because I'm looking at this damn phone all day. That's beside the point. If anyone has any tips or tricks for me, gladly let me know. It's getting frustrating. I've always had like hawk like eyesight, just ridiculous freaking eyesight. I can freaking I don't need a sniper to see. I can see you from 10,000 feet away. Sucks now. Can't even fucking read the phone that's sitting in front of me. Anyways. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's, it's definitely getting worse, though. So sleeping patterns. Nailing that sleeping pattern. Make your dark... You, you realize, as humans, we've been living this way for like 80, 90 years. Before this, it was thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of fucking years in caves. Cool, moist, dark. How do we make our room that? Humidifier, blackout curtains, cool temperature, heavy sheets, um, you know, the, the uh, weighted blankets and stuff. So I personally don't use the weighted blankets, but I have this like cool top on my bed that I use. And it like, so I have the temperature of the house at 68, and then I have my bed's temperature at, like 64. And then I like have my sheets over top of me because it's like a comfort and security thing. That's why you commonly feel better being like tucked into bed and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's like set everything up like no light, dude. I took the fire. Uh, I don't know if I should admit this. I took the fire alarm thing. What's that called? The smoke detector. I took the smoke detector out of my fucking room because it was this little green light that just kind of flashes all day and all night. And even that much light, I was like, nope, not fucking doing this. I took it down. Got up on a ladder. I took it down, and uh, now there's zero light in my room. Nothing at all. I sleep with a sleep sound. Uh, one of my good friends uh, got me a, a hatch a while back, and I have that thing blasting on 100%. It's loud as fuck, but you can't hear anything. You can hear nothing. I sleep like a fucking, oh, it is amazing. My recovery is remarkable right now. Anyways, I would definitely take that advice. All that. Everything I just said about sleeping. Definitely take that, implement it, and be like, holy shit, like the Grow Die podcast actually did change my life. I'm glad that I could help. Like I alluded to earlier, train the muscle. Don't train for efficiency. Train the muscle. The movement patterns don't allow them to become efficient. Manipulate the tempos, the loads, the machines. Um, if you have like digestive issues, find the root cause and apply a novel stimulus to allow it to adapt and get healthy. Um, if you're doing one form of cardio like the elliptical for like 20 weeks, and all of a sudden things stall out, switch it up to the fucking stairmaster, so, you know, something else, right? Constantly, the novel stimulus. What can I? What am I doing today that I have not done before? And we should do this outside bodybuilding as well. What am I doing today that I haven't done before? We can foolproof personal growth every single day, and more personal growth you get, the better your entire life gets. Period. You can't grow as a person in your life and not get better. Period. This is something we control every single day. Read a book. Read articles. Play a podcast while you're driving to work rather than listening to music. Fill your mind with things that make you feel creative, make you feel fun, adventurous, spontaneous, whatever it might be. This will sound really funny, but I started listening to a sex podcast recently. That shit is fucking eye-opening. I'm not going to tell you which one. It's definitely not Call Her Daddy. Because every time I ever heard anything said on Call Her Daddy, I was like, if a girl did that to me, I'd be pissed. What the fuck you mean? I've only ever heard call her, like a few snippets of Call Her Daddy, but... I would not take sex advice from her. It doesn't seem like she's very good at sex, if I'm being honest with you. Um, now, sex podcast I was listening to is like kind of the brain chemical functioning and physiological functioning of like sex. It's really fucking fascinating. 
Um, but like, that's something that like I pers- I enjoy learning about sex. I enjoy talking about sex. Um, I'm like, uh, like my love language is physical touch. It was very cool. It's applicable. Um, so that's something that's like challenging me every single day and making my mind think in a different way. Um, it, but it's still like speaking to the physiology component that I'm so infatuated with. Uh, so it's, it's, it's fascinating, right? But like, that's something I do to challenge myself. Um, I think there's a lot of things like meditation, spending time away from your phone. So after this podcast, I'm going to hop in the Ranger with Peyton and Athena. I'm going to drive down to the, um, the pond in the middle of my place. There's a huge park there. I'm going to play fetch with myself. My phone's going to be home that whole time. Okay. That's how I take a break. While I'm there, I'm going to find is how many sounds can I hear? My goal is to always find 15 sounds I can hear. And that might not sound like much, but when you go there, you're going to, you're going to find three sounds. You're going to be like, okay, like there's three number four and five is going to be a little harder to find after five. It is brutal, but you have to tap in so deep mentally to be able to find 15 sounds. And all of a sudden you realize you're in a completely meditative state. I'll lay down after we play fetch. I'll lay down on the grass. The pups will be with me again. No phone, no stimulation, no light, no nothing. Nobody else will be out there. It's freaking dark right now. No one else will be out there. And I'll just pick through these sounds. And I'll listen to all of them at once. I'll just feel the grass. I'll feel the breeze. You know, I'll feel the pups cuddling with me. Um, You know, I'll, I'll just be unbelievably mindful. And every day I try to stay locked in a little bit longer. Now, I don't have a phone to sit there and time it. But I stay locked in more than where I'm comfortable. So I'll take it to a place where I realize my mind starts wandering and wanting to tap out. And I try to keep it tat- locked in. And that, again, that's foolproofing my meditative state. That's foolproofing personal progress every single day. So it's something that I would definitely recommend for you guys. That's something so easy. You can implement right away. That I recommend for you guys. Man, it's always uh, so good to chat with you. I know I'm starting up a po- um, podcast. The YouTube Starting the YouTube back up here. Have some really good content coming from my guy Clips. Uh, So be on the lookout there. But episode 198, I will see you next time.